Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we talk about the 1987 classic, The Princess Bride. We go immediately to Romance Corner and talk about Wesley and Buttercup. I find the one voice that I can actually do well, which is Vizzini, unfortunately. It's astonishing. We talk about how this movie fits into a genre all by itself. And I talk about my one qualm with this movie. All this and more on Movies on the Side. Inconceivable! (laughs) Now, you texted me randomly and said, let's do The Princess Bride. Now, I want to know what came over you that you said you needed to do this movie right now. It is a beloved and often seen movie from people our age. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if it's a movie that anyone under the age of 30 has seen. Well, here's the thing. I didn't see the whole thing until I was over the age of 30. Really? I didn't see this when I was a kid. No, this movie came out in 1987. This movie is slightly younger than me, slightly older than you. Is that accurate? Yes. I would be the youngest child. Princess Bride would be the middle child. You'd be the oldest. That's right. What a family. (laughs) I never saw this movie when I was a kid or teenager. I maybe saw clips. I don't even think I saw that because the reason why I know this, Nate, is because all the time someone would quote this movie, Mm -hmm. either in school, in college, or later. Someone would say, inconceivable, Mm -hmm. or my name is Nico Montoya. I didn't get any of the references. I got no references, didn't know what they were talking about. Mowage. Didn't know anything (laughs) until I saw this with my kids and my family like a year ago. That was the first time I saw it in its entirety. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you I don't know service. what to say. <laughs> thank you for your service. All that being said, even watching it now, post 30, this is a great movie. Man. Love it. What do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes, Nate? Forever high. I'm going to say critics <laughs> were at like 88. No, no, no. Crit- critics love this movie. 97. Critics are all about it. Oh, audience then had to be like 97 as well. Yeah, they did 94. Oh, okay. But again, Rotten Tomatoes on old movies, I don't know how that works. I don't know if yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. have like the haters or like the super fans going back in time and rating old movies. But Nate, I have a theory about this movie. Okay. Now, I didn't know of this movie. Again, I didn't see it when I was a kid. But from what I know of my childhood and those who were kids my age, there was a deathly fear, an, an unfounded fear in quicksand. Did, did you experience this as a kid? Like, were you afraid of quicksand as a child? I was, but not because of this movie. Well, you don't think it's because of this movie, but my... No, no, no. I know what movie it's from. Okay, what movie is it from? There is like an early 90s live action Jungle Book. Anyone who uh, hears my voice right now, yes. who watched a Jungle Book that actually had Carrie Elway's as the bad guy in it from this movie. So there's a tie-in uh, yeah. where okay. a guy slowly melts into quicksand and like oh, literally you okay. see him die on screen. If anyone other than my immediate family members has seen that movie, please comment on our Instagram. What's That's our right. Instagram, Steven? Are you kidding? Nate, are you kidding me right now? No, it's called a throw. We I'm throwing it to episode, you as a good co-host. Episode 161. I'm You're saying it. you don't know our Instagram handle. Add movies on the side, listeners. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let Nate know if you'd seen that movie. I'm so busy looking up quotes at the end of the <laughs> show when you say all that stuff. <laughs> Nate, you don't even have to look up quotes. There's so many good quotes. My, my whole note for this movie is quote. That's all I wrote down. In my day, television was called books <laughs> sorry when i was your age television was called books 
so you also had that irrational fear of quicksand then? I did. Was that, I did. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I lived in upstate New York. There was no quicksand anywhere. Right. I don't understand why that was the thing. But anyway, Nate, I don't know what to say. I love everything about this movie. I think it is hilarious. I was watching it again last night because I wanted to spot watch it, make sure it was fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. I just laughed. I just laughed at everything. I laughed at everything Inigo Montoya said with that crazy Spanish accent. Uh-huh. Buttercup is Mary Humperdinck in a little less than half an hour. So all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape. Can I do an early romance corner? Can we do that right here? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What do you think about Robin Wright, who plays the princess bride, and Carrie Elways as Wesley? What do you think about their romance? I think, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Okay, maybe it's because I read in the trivia section that they had, they couldn't, you know, keep their eyes off each other while filming that in real life oh really they had really some real real chemistry did they get married kind of they're not they didn't get married did they i don't think so i did not look into the actual right right right. off-screen relationship i don't know if they were married at the point and it doesn't matter but i think they had the chemistry Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i will say i don't like the carry always at the beginning mm-hmm. before he becomes dread pirate rob Dread Pirate. Dread, Dread Pirate Ro- Roberts. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled <laughs> Dread. Dread <laughs> yeah. Pirate Roberts. Yeah, you got it. Before he comes back into it, and he right, just right. kind of does the as you wish. As you wish. Nah, nah, nah. I want to see my face shining in it by morning. As you wish. I think my wife said that there's she's seen memes where what every wife longs to hear is three words. As you wish, but I don't know. I don't know if I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's for people who watch this. <laughs> Their romance is great. I feel like this story is something that you would watch or study in school if you were just learning like storytelling 101. Right. Like you have love, you have an adventure, you have peril, you have suspense. Like the art. Like I feel like it is the textbook story. And then they also just are hilarious throughout. Like, it's just great. Yeah. Okay, so romancy here. Uh-huh. I feel like I believe in their romance. Uh-huh. But I'm in some ways, the romance is not even one of the top five things of this movie. Sure. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about... In Romance Corner, what do you think? I feel like, yeah, it is more of just like a motivation force than it is something you see on screen all the time. Yeah, yeah. And you also, you also have this weird thing where... I, for, I honestly forgot that we actually had these cutscenes with Fred Savage as the kid hearing the story being told by what it was. Isn't that the guy who plays Columbo or something? Yeah, Peter Falk. Yeah, Peter Falk. Let me tell you a story. I honestly could have done without all those cutscenes. Like, I don't know if I needed this story to be actually a bedtime story being read to a child. Like, I was fine without those. I don't know. That 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 felt weird to me. Yeah, you're right. I think maybe the very first time I saw this movie... That's how it opens, by the way. Big uh, Chicago theme throughout the room. So, mm, yes. shout out to Chicago. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like, like, sick kid with a grandfather coming in and doing it all. But Yeah, you don't need that. After, need like, that. the first 10 minutes, they kind of butt out. Sure, sure. Now, do you think whenever there's peril and, like, a, like a danger... And we have these creatures. We we have like the flesh eating eels. We have the crazy rats. The rats of unusual <laughs> size of, or whatever they're called. Uh, is it supposed to be comedic 
Or is it just like that was the best they could do special effects? No, no. It's got to be comedic, right? I think it's got to be comedic. This is something I wanted to talk to you about this movie because I find it hard to put my finger on the tone that this movie is going for because it, it is pleasing. Absolutely. Fun to watch, but it is very strange. Like, I was thinking about what's the closest to this where it wants you to care about the characters and believe in peril and yeah. somewhat like it's got a really cool uh fight scene between wesley and inigo like inigo Montoya. a sword fight that is yeah super it's good it's a good sword yeah, fight like, but it's got like some like fun goofy parts of it too like he hit, swings between his legs whatever yeah so i was thinking like monty python has a lot of this stuff that's different but though. monty python's sillier yeah and a little bit like not necessarily and not necessarily it's not family friendly either it has like a musical-esque you can tell it's sound stagey but then there are other parts that's like oh this was filmed on you know outside in this beautiful area right but then it has other times that i feel like i'm watching like a 1930s errol flynn robin hood right right old school like and i know it's a sound stage or a singing in the rain but it's like movie magic in that way right tell me about the like the the vibes of this movie and why does it work and is there anything that it's similar to it's a serious plot like you know the the premise is like real but it's just it doesn't take itself seriously i don't know or like a shrek Mm. shrek has like like breaking the fourth wall but then it has some like emotional moments and beats because i i don't think there's movies like this anymore that can just be a good movie where you smile like 90% through the movie like just watching any scene in this movie I started smiling because it's just hilarious like Inigo Montoya everything he says it makes you smile but you don't by any chance happen to have six fingers on your right hand do you always begin conversations this way and like Andre the Giant Andre the Giant <laughs> anybody want a peanut <laughs> oh I, I got you didn't <laughs> I got me. wow would your life be different steven if you saw this movie when you were oh, eight years old maybe it might have might have changed everything yeah, it might have changed everything. you know can i tell you what i do want to see though i want i want to see if if i if you could take actors from this movie in the time that they were in 1987 uh-huh. i would love to see a dwayne the rock johnson movie uh-huh. where andre the giant plays like the boss in some <laughs> like disaster type mm. skyscraper movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to fight Andre the Giant. I feel like that would be entertaining. The stories of Andre the Giant from behind the scenes of this movie is really legendary stuff. Well, like what? Like is he a, like a the amount funny? that he was able to drink the kind of oh. like, yeah, larger than life character in general, uh, unfortunately passed away, I think in 1993. So not too long after this movie. Right. Um, but it's yeah, amazing. really, like, it's really, really fun throughout. And, like, I, I love when Andre the Giant, like, throws rocks at Wesley. Like, <laughs> I didn't have to miss. <laughs> uh, I believe you. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. Are you just fiddling around with me or what? I just want you to feel you're doing well. I hate for people to die on the house. It's charming and sincere while being goofy he pulls that cloak out of his robe or whatever when they're about to storm the castle yeah <laughs> he's like a cloak like this yeah like wesley with his like numb body that he's just being yes. dragged around and they move his head to look at st- like all of it 
it's really charming. Yeah, he does some really good acting, by the way, trying to be like limp or whatever. I will, so one thing I wish was a little different in this movie, this is a Disney movie, which I didn't realize until... It is? Yeah, I didn't realize until I was looking at what streaming service it was on. It's on Disney+. Plus. Nah, but it's not a Disney movie. Are you sure? No, no, no. Nah, can't be. Are you sure? Let's see. I'm on the IMDb right now. Distributors, 20th Century Fox in 1987. Okay, so it's not it's not a Disney movie. Everything's well, then- been bought by Disney, <laughs> even if they were originally Fox. Oh, now I see the Hugh Jackman reminiscence. Right. They're coming for us. Right. So then that explains my one criticism of this movie, because I assumed it was a Disney movie because it was on Disney+. Plus, mm. And Disney movies, one of the things they are great at is music. And that is the one thing where oftentimes I heard the background Ooh. music and I thought man not great like it was very synthesized very electronic and a lot of times just kind of mad like even the fight scene with inigo montoya and wesley like yep it was meh the music at the end as they're storming the castle like i did that was the part that took me out every once in a while i was like oh this move this music is just like me Yeah, release the new music mix. Release the Hans Zimmer Princess Bride. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, or the John Williams Princess Bride. Ooh, that would re-release that in theaters. Billion dollars, like a billion dollars <laughs> opening weekend. Uh, never enter a land war in Asia, Nate. <laughs> Sorry. And never enter a land war in Asia. I mean, do your best, Sicilian Vizzini impression oh man oh this is say just say the word inconceivable inconceivable that's very good that's very good never go up against a sicilian when death is on the line oh steven you have a gift pretty good steven (laughs) i've been missing my calling the whole life i'm over here doing tech podcasts i need need to do voice acting that's all i needed to do oh wallace sean impressionist even as annoying as he is he's hilarious too vizzini love it yeah he's good Never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Billy Crystal's in this movie as Miracle Max <laughs> I forgot. with Carol Kane. I and forgot he was in this movie. From the behind the scenes stuff that I've read, because there's a lot of stuff, because I believe Carrie Elway's like published on the twenty fifth anniversary, published a like behind the scenes book where he interviewed oh, nice. you know, all the surviving cast members. Yeah, yeah. But apparently Billy Crystal, like Inigo Montoya potentially uh, Mandy Patinkin like bruised a rib because he laughed so hard during these Billy Crystal scenes because he would just riff. And apparently there is like tons and tons and tons of footage of Billy Crystal just riffing, but 90% of it was not family friendly. Oh my word. But people were just cracking up. And Rob Reiner, the director, like couldn't be in the room for those scenes. <laughs> Because he would just start like wheezing with laughter. <laughs> That's amazing. I would love those outtakes. Billy Crystal is, is hilarious. Yes. And another scene too. So when you watch this with kids, you know, there's some things that are a little creepy. The the guy that prepares Wesley for torture, who's like super pale. Don't even try to. <clears throat> don't even try to escape the pit of despair. <laughs> Wait a minute. Were you trying to do an impression at first? No, that's what he does in the movie. He starts oh, with this okay. really raspy voice, and then it's, that's the humor of it. <laughs> oh, Never, I'll explain the humor later. Thank you. It's fine. Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't even think about trying to escape. The torture scene of Wesley. That's pretty intense, right? Intense. Yep. It's very intense. Yeah. Watching it with kids, I was like, I don't know if I need to skip this. Giant rat uh, jumping on him. The sounds the rats make are some of the most hilarious things because they make like human sounds. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes the rats are like, ugh. It's like, no rat makes that sound. Right. It doesn't matter how big it is. My, my wife said the rat was the one thing that she remembered from her childhood viewing because they scared mm. her to death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're pretty ugly. They're pretty nasty. The teeth and all. At the end of this episode, Stephen, do I do the to the pain speech? Is that too much? Oh, that, that, that's, a, that's a little much. That's another one where it's like... <laughs> that's a, a lot, right? Is. Yeah, I mean, cutting was, off ears. <laughs> cutting was, off... Supposedly rated PG, and, and that, that that little... Yeah, but PG back in the day, there was all sorts of stuff, PG. Well, there's a little side note. There was a time when PG-13 wasn't a rating that existed. Right. And so basically PG movies could be all the way up to the R rating. Uh, we discovered that watching some old movies. We were like, oh my goodness. Anyway. Okay, let's talk real quick about the bad guy. Humperdink. Pump. <laughs> Pumperdink? Humperdink. 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 Perfect Perfect naming for a bad guy. We can't continually gush entirely on this movie. I like the scene with him and Wesley at the end. Sure. Where he gives, Wesley gives the speech and scares him and he says, drop your sword. Like, other than that, I'm not sure about Prince Humperdink. Yeah, I mean, he's meant, I mean, he's not supposed to be likable, so. But he's not meant to be entirely bad at the beginning. He's kind of just meant to be, you don't know right. that he's terrible. But then he turns super bad. Super bad, super <laughs> fast. Yeah, he turns super bad. So, yeah, I get, that. I get that. I also didn't believe that Wesley scared him enough to sit in the chair. Like, he looked really scared. Mm, and I was hole. like, I don't know. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. I'm talking about plot holes. So, Inigo Montoya. Uh-huh. You know, he's always he's looking for the six-fingered man. Yes. I love the scene in the forest when the light shines down and he's holding the sword and all that. Like, <laughs> I love all of that. Uh-huh. In, when he finds the guy, what's the guy's name? The guy who actually killed his father. Count Rugen. Count Rugen, the six-fingered man. He, he chases him down, and then Count Rugen does the dirty move. Yeah, I hate it when the, when a good guy gets the dirty move. If he throws the dagger at Inigo Montoya and stabs him in the stomach. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a doctor. Uh-huh. But y- your wife is is a doctor. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. He he would not survive that injury, right? I mean, <laughs> let alone in fight. life. No, in life, no. Right. Due right. to probably infection. No. Right. No, you're done. But you're done. I don't know. I don't know. Would you be able to keep fighting? Probably not. Let's not the be way. Honest, probably he's like not. he's he's like holding the wound for the first half of the fight, and then by the end of the fight, he's going like uh, Luke Skywalker yeah, he's on the guy, fueled by revenge. I know, but you're still like bleeding yeah. out. I mean, I can't. You know, you're right. So anyway, that was you're right. That was the one. That was the one time where I wish I don't know. I just wish the dagger had gotten him in the shoulder or something. Mm. It just felt it felt a little a little off. But I was glad he didn't die. I didn't want him to die. My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Might I say this movie is a little George of the Jungle-esque. Have you ever seen George of the Jungle? With Brendan Fraser? Yeah. I have seen George of the Jungle. That's kind of got a tone that's irreverent but heartwarming. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's even a little bit more like the narrate, like the characters sometimes even speak to the narrator. I think you're thinking of Encino Man. I think that's the Brendan Th- Fraser. That is not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Love the mummy, though. Thanks, oh. Brendan Fraser. Well, well we talked about the mummy do. with our friend... Uh, Tom Thomas Don, uh, Tom Bombadil. I think I think that's uh, yeah, this is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it on Disney Plus. 
uh, if you have Disney Plus, it's free there. You don't have to rent it. You don't. You don't have to do Disney Premiere Access to get uh, the Princess Bride. Yeah, no kidding. Let me say one thing about Princess Bride. Sure, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Really? I yes. What kind of person would not like this movie? Um, I mean, I don't. I don't want to judge anyone. I don't want to judge anyone. Someone who like it's someone who doesn't like musicals. I don't know how they connect, but there is something sort of mm. over the top hokey. Like, if you can watch Brigadoon and be like, yeah, I get it. Wait, did you mean Schmigadoon? I did not mean Schmigadoon. I meant Brigadoon. <laughs> okay. I'm a purist. Because I've, I've watched Schmigadoon, and it's a pretty good show. We can't. Steven, we can't. <laughs> I'm just trying to derail you now. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep you on, on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Okay. It has an earnestness, yeah. but like a dripping with hokiness that if you don't... I don't think it's. I don't think it's that hokey though. It is. Is the. I think you, you like watch, musicals, Stephen. But listen, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like, there is a large swath of people that would hate that movie and never like it. And I totally understand it. Yep. I don't think that's true of the Princess Bride. I feel like maybe there's like a handful of people, like five max, that would say that they would watch this movie and say it was terrible. Like, I don't think you could say that about this movie. I'm just saying. Okay. I don't think All it's right. going to be everyone's cup of tea. I think it can be a little bit too uh, storybooky, I guess. Also, mm. if you like people like yourself, but not like you, huh? did not watch this growing oh. up, because let's right. say you're 25 years old. Sure. And millennials seem like oldies to you. Right. It might be something where you've heard it quoted a lot, and you're kind of sick of it. Sure. Even before you watch it. I do. Th- I think that could yes. be a thing. I think one of the quotes overused is the mowage. Like I see, I hear uh-huh. a lot of people say that. And like of all the quotes that this movie gives you, <laughs> like don't use that one. I know, but that problem is it's triggered by the word marriage. Right. That if someone starts the sentence with marriage and then pauses, <laughs> it's everywhere just clicks in everyone's mind. It's just for everyone. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, Nate, let's rate this movie. I would like, I'd like to rate it. One of my f- favorite monologues is when Andre the Giant at the end, he's like waiting outside the window and he's like, I found four white horses. <laughs> I couldn't do an Andre the Giant impression. Now, your Andre the Giant impression, not as great as your Vizzini's. Yeah, I could, I could do that. Hugo, I set the princess table and there they were, four white horses. And I thought, there are four of us. Nate, I'm glad that you go first this week. I want to know, what are you going to rate this movie? Um, I'm going to give I'll wait until you The Princess ready. Bride three and a half white or... Whoa. Three. When you start putting halves on <laughs> animals, <laughs> it does concern me. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. I'm going to say, yes, three and a half white horses... It's probably a three movie, but the rewatchability is so very, very high. It's a high rewatchability. Might I say, fun for the whole family. It is. It is. Maybe skip the torture scene if you have to. Maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit much. Yeah. It fits in a genre all by itself, and the uniqueness is worth seeing. I would say it's similar to like Greatest Showman. Yes. Where like you truly see it and go, I don't know if I've seen movies like this in this ilk uh probably also why they aren't doing sequels of this movie where in society (laughs) 
everything popular gets a sequel. Right. I'm glad they haven't given it a go yet for a Princess Bride 2. Yes. But yes. if I were to Google Princess Bride... Yeah, you rate this. Let me do some Googling. Okay. Well, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to rate it in the amount of horses that Andre the Giant found, which is four. I'm going to give it four white horses. Rewatchability is high. It actually brings a smile to my face. And, you know, of all the times that we talk about how I was never a child, I was born an adult, <laughs> or or whatever, yes. uh, you know, about that. With a beard. This this actually makes me feel a little childlike. Like, I watch this movie, and it feels nice. And I feel like I'm, again, I don't, not so much the Fred Savage being read a story, but I feel like uh, this is a childhood story that is still enjoyable as an adult. And uh, I like that. I like the way it makes me feel. And it still makes me laugh. I love so many lines in this movie. Very good. What are you looking at? A sequel? Well, there was no sequel. Goldman, who was the uh, writer of the book, passed away in 2018 before mm. he could. He was trying to finish a script or a you know a different book that they could base it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, and that's fine. It's all right. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> sorry. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> All right, well, listeners, let us know what you think of The Princess Bride. You can comment on our Instagram, at Movies on the Side. Follow us there. You can also listen to our bonus episodes where we talked about hotel stuff, and <laughs> Nate and I did, did some pillow talk. You'll have to listen to the episode to know what we talked about there. But you can do a free trial on Apple Podcasts if you want to listen to it there, or support us at patreon.com slash movies on the side. We would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts as well. That'll help out the show. And, as we always say, maybe you should do a, a Vizzini quote at the end. I feel like you've earned it. Of all the necks on this boat, the one you should be worried about is yours. <laughs> it's very good, Stephen. I'm very proud of you. Of all the voices I can do, apparently Vizzini is the one <laughs> that, right. that I actually do well. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I don't know. Why is that the one voice I can do? That kind of makes me upset. No. I, don't want, I don't want that to be the one voice I'm good at. I don't know. I think it's very, it's very good. <laughs>